This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC. And this episode, I am going to be going over my pick choices of what I consider when did each James Bond reach peak performance. This was inspired by a recent YouTube video that's a James Bond channel that had this very much this topic in mind. So what I'm about to do right now is I'm going to break... I'm gonna. My order will be from the first actor to the the most recent last in that order. He did it backwards, which is a fine way to still do it as well. Um, these are gonna be my choice picks of when did each James Bond reach peak performance? Now this is a very much a subjective and opinion type thing but I have for you now my selections so here we go for peak performance from each actor I'm going to start now with Sean Connery Sean Connery okay I'm kind of cheating here because sometimes I think it's Goldfinger sometimes I think his peak performance was Goldfinger 1964 depending on the day but other times, it's from Russia with love. But depending on the day, one of, one of those two movies, depending on the day, it's either Goldfinger or from Russia with love, as the um, as his peak performance of his tenure. Um, one one person's comments in the video said about this for Connery. He's, he said, Connery is the easiest to pick because he sleepwalks. Con- Connery is the easiest to pick because he sleepwalks through. Through you only live twice. Is only is only working for a paycheck and diamonds are forever. And he's too sleazy. He, yes, he was quite quite sleazy, and, and and because he's too quite sleazy in Goldfinger and Thunderbolt, and was too boring in Doctor No. Um, so it's a really tough pick because I really uh, have a selection for that one um, because I really liked From Russia With Love a whole lot and I really liked Goldfinger a whole lot. Uh, one quick trivia thing about um, From Russia With Love was the last movie that John F. Kennedy ever saw and in Goldfinger, Bond is talking about uh, the Beatles. Uh, so I don't know, even though it's like fictional and everything, but... um. Well, the character and the universe of the James Bond, but um, yeah, for for uh, for when for when did each James Bond reach reach peak for, for, for reach peak uh reach peak performance? I'm I'm cheating and saying Goldfinger on some days, although other times from Russia with love. 
as his peak performance. He did not. He sleepwalked and did not care. And diamonds are forever. He 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 was like like he said. Oh, so rather rather sleepwalk through the live twice, and it was only for the paycheck and diamonds forever. Thunderball. He Sean Connery did a swell job in the first three movies. The fourth movie, Thunderball, was okay with what was going on, but by the fifth and fifth, by the fifth and fifth, fifth and sixth, he's totally out of int- out of interest. All right, enough about Connery. We're now going to jump to Lazenby, who, um, as we all know, only had the one movie. But I would say that Lazenby reaches peak performance at on. Diamonds are forever. Wait, no, he wasn't in that. But he probably would have been a better Bond to to would have done a second movie, Diamonds Are Forever, with, than what was Sean Connery did with it. So what a lot of people said was, and this is all by the same person's comment, that for Lazenby and other people, the peak performance was the ending, the ending of the movie, which of course you all know what the ending was. And with that, the ending, Lazenby, the reason. We have all the time in the world. Yeah, peak performance would have been Diamonds Are Forever for Lazenby, but it would be the ending of now on Her Majesty's Secret Service 69. So now let's jump now into the third actor to play James Bond, Roger Moore. Okay. For, for, for my selection of his peak performance of all his movies, I'm going to go with For Your Eyes Only... For Your Eyes Only, 1981. And the same commenter in the comment section of the video for this said, For more, For Your Eyes Only. Reason? This one has the big, b- bigger competition. But, For Your Eyes Only ties together the brutal performance in Live and Let Die and The Man with the Golden Gun with the smooth talker we see in The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, Octo Pussy! Octo Pussy! And A View to a Kill. So you get the both so you get both sides of Moore's of Moore's tenure in one film. Um but also to cheat, uh, some days I would also say that uh, Moore's peak performance would be The Spy Who Loved Me, 1977. I like this as a, overall, I like of all his movies, I like The Spy Who Loved Me the best. But like what the commenter said, joining in the older, uh, the, his first few movies to his last movies connect in a way where the peak performance from more very well could be for your eyes, for your eyes only. The only thing I don't like about that movie though is the very beginning scene and the very end. If the very beginning scene and the very end scene wasn't there, it would be a much better movie for me overall. But yeah, I'll go with overall highlighted a lot for your eyes only but to cheat some days would be the spider love me for um for the for for, for more's peak performance so we got goldfinger as my number one spot with uh eh, from much of love 1.5 being uh a cheat of two different title answers last and be uh the ending of on her majesty secret service though maybe he would have peaked at a second diamond drive forever. So now let's jump to uh, the fourth actor to play James Bond with Dalton, Timothy Dalton. Now, the thing about Dalton is, because of legal reasons and such, he never got to do a third movie. So me and a lot of other fans would say that Dalton, 
had he got in a third movie, he probably would have peaked, had a peak performance in that third movie, which would have been in the early 90s. But I would also say that um, I like Dalton as the character, and I like him. I think he's solid. I think Dalton is solid in both The Living Daylights 87 and License to Kill 89. So for this one, I'm going to say he feels more into the at ease into the role uh, in his second time in. When his second time in, he goes all out. So I'm going to go License to Kill for peak, peak performance of Dalton. Though it would have been maybe the third movie had he gotten one. But he's really, really neat and really... Um, really cool, and how he how he is in both of his movies, Living Daylights and License to Kill. All right, now we're jumping to the fifth official James Bond, Brosnan. Oh, I just want to say what the guy's reason was in the comment section for for why he chose License to Kill. Reason? This this one is the hardest because both films. This one is the hardest because both films are trying something different and going for different things. But I feel that Dalton feels more at home in this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think Dalton is more at home in his peak performance in License to Kill than he was in The Living Daylights. All right, now Brosnan, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. For this one, I chose as his peak performance... The World Is Not Enough, 1999. The first Bond movie I ever saw theatrically. I saw The, the, the World Is Not Enough back in 9, December 1999 with my dad. It was the very first theatrical movie I saw. And... The World Is Not Enough. He he has such a... Um, a rawness... A rawness for him. A rawness, a, um, an energy, a... Um, the way in each of his scenes, how he plays with the other characters, especially especially with Elektra. He's got so much more to do in The World Is Not Enough. Uh, though I will say, though I will say that um, he also really gives a pretty, pretty something else uh, performance, uh, peak performance in Die Another Day. Well, at least in some of Die Another Day. The person in the video about this topic, which I got inspired by, I think he chose Die Another Day as the peak performance. And, I, and in a Die Another Day, I could see a lot of the reasons why that is the case. But uh, I will have to go for this one. For Brosnan's peak, peak performance, the world is not enough in how he plays, his how he is assured and plays his character. Smooth, confident, violent, but... So just overall really swell for the world is not enough the commenter the commenter for this chose also the world is not enough and said about this the poor the performance in golden eye is deliberately ana anachronistic is the performance in golden eye is deliberately anachronistic what it now if anybody doesn't know what anachronistic means it means belonging to a period other than be belonging to a period other than the, that being portrayed. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. It does feel outdated when you see it, but it's. I like to think it's supposed to be 1995 and the Cold War was over, but yeah, somehow um, 
GoldenEye is deliberately anachronistic, anachronistic, meaning belonging to a period other than the one being portrayed, which might be the case. And Tomorrow Never Dies is a generic action man. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Tomorrow Never Dies is generic action man. Died another day was too dark and serious. Well, it depending which part of Dino that you're talking about. But yeah, the actual video video person for this video topic uh, said die another day, I think. And he does really do it to a really neat and uh, pretty uh, choose your adjective experience in Die Another Day, how, how Bond wanted to play that for Die Another Day. But yeah, I would say the peak, peak, peak performance for me, for Brosnan, is The World Is Not Enough. In more, more than any of his other movies, that's where I think he gives the performance that really nails it for how he does it. So now, with that said, let me just recap the first five actors' choices of peak performance, in my opinion, and then we're going to go to what a lot of people's opinions uh, said the same for six with Craig with. But first, Connery, I'm going to go with Goldfinger number one with From Russia With Love on another time. Depending on the day, it's Goldfinger or From Russia With Love. But You Only Live Twice and Diamonds Are Forever were terrible and awful. And he's just sleeping through You Only Live Twice. But again, I do agree with um, the, co- the commenter saying uh, in the video, uh, saying that he was really too sleazy, way too sleazy in Goldfinger and Thunderball. Uh, so that was for Connery, is Goldfinger and uh, From Much With Love. Last to be, I'm going to have to go with Diamonds Are Forever. No, just kidding. Going to go with the ending of Honor Majesties and for We Have All the Time in the World. For more, I'm more of more cho- too much to think about with more, but I'm gonna go with Free Eyes Only as the top one. But on another day, possibly the Spy Who Loved Me, Dalton, License to Kill, and Brosnan, The World Is Not Enough. And we have now reached the sixth most and most recent actor to play James Bond. What do I consider his peak performance? And well. I'm not going to be saying what the commenter person said in the comment section. For me, it's going to be what a lot of other comment persons say in their own separate comments of their things. I'm going to go with Daniel Craig's peak performance performance as... Casino Royale 2006. That's right. The very his very first appearance. Casino Royale 2006 as Daniel Craig's peak performance for me because I consider that he went downhill, downhill for every movie after the first one. Some people might say Skyfall as his peak performance, and I could see why for all that goes along with Skyfall. And some people even said Spectre as his peak performance. The thing I would say about Spectre is that in Spectre, his, his, in Spectre he, it was his most Bondiest. He didn't really get to really, really, truly be Bond to, from those first three movies. By the time you get to the beginning of Spectre, though, 2015, he's at his most Bondiest. And you all know, must know in previous episodes why I don't like No Time to Die. And I took Quantum of Solace out of this. So, without Quantum of Solace, and I, and I personally don't like No Time to Die, it only left uh, Casino Royale, Skyfall, or Spectre as peak performance. Like I said, he's at, for me, he's at his most bondiness in Spectre. But, and, uh, but overall, the, 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 mo- the four movies that after, were after Casino Royale 
were all downhill for me. And so, there's so much, so much to like about Casino Royale with his relationship with Eva Green's Vesper, and how and and the uh, the race the, the racing in the beginning, and the becoming a double O, and just how tight and overall even they they updated it for the 21st century while still doing the Casino Royale story, and it just went fell apart. On any movie after he did. It was like none of the other movies could live up to Casino Royale. Kind of a solace with Blah. Sky, Skyfall had some uh, overall merits, but because Spectre, Blair, uh, at least for a lot of people, not everybody, but Spect- some, pe- some people like Spectre. I, that's when he's most bondiness. Bondiness? That's not a word, right? Making that up, but I would say that Daniel Craig, peak performance was the first one and it was and the rest were like what the hell is going on why couldn't the rest of them be similar to the first one because nothing's ever the same after the first time or the first experience so connery goldfinger number one but sometimes from russia with love lazen b diamonds are forever no 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 A- at the end of majesty's uh, the ending and you have all the time in the world. For more, it's going to have to be For Your Eyes Only, number one in the top spot. Though some days would be The Spire Love Me. License to Kill for Dalton, though he should have got a third movie. In his third movie, it probably would have been his peak performance had he gotten a third movie. For Brosnan, I'm going to have to go if the world's not enough. But I can understand for a lot of people if they were going to choose Goldeneye for, for, the choice, for their choice for that. But for me, it's The World Is Not Enough. It's his top peak performance in, in that whole movie. And I really liked The World Is Not Enough a whole lot. A real, real lot. Um, similar, the, the, the YouTube video person also did a recent thing about um, whether the main villain of The World Is Not Enough is Renard or Elektra. And he, and he had people make their opinions about that. I would have to say, in my personal opinion, that the main villain of The World Is Not Enough is Elektra. I believe that the world, is not, the world Is Not Enough, the main villain is Elektra, and that Renard is just a high-up henchman. But yeah, he did a good video on that as well. So, th- these have been my opinions of... What each actor's tenure's peak performance was in all of their own movies. And I'd like to know from you guys, what do you consider each actor's peak performance? Would you have Connery at From Watch With Love, Thunderball, Goldfinger, or Dr. No? Where would you place Lazenby, who really only had one movie? Would you have more in The Spy Who Loved Me, or Moonraker, or Octopussy? That's right. Would you have more in The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, or Octopussy? And would you, would you have had Dalton at The Living Daylights? And shouldn't he have got a third movie? And shouldn't have Pierce Brosnan gotten a fifth movie? J- James, Pierce Brosnan was the only Bond that did not get to leave on his own terms. Would you have him as Goldeneye? Would you have it as Tomorrow Never Dies? Would you have it as Die Another Day? Would you have Craig at No Time to Die or Spectre? Would you have Craig at No Time to Die, Spectre, or Skyfall? For me, and a lot of other people, it's Casino Royale. Alright, I don't know when my next episode is going to be, but... 
exactly sure when, but I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and opinions here of peak performance for each James Bond actor. And I hope you're all being kind and excellent to one another. And we're going to keep the whole ball rolling. And the best is yet to come. 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 All good things in time. And, oh yes. I don't know when the next episode is going to be, but it's time to close out because I got all my thoughts, picks that are chosen now in regards to this topic. So all I'm going to say now is support your local movie theater throughout the decade of the 2030s on the big silver screen with strangers for a unique community communal experience like no other. Why? Because streaming online, because streaming online at home is just not the same thing at all. Everybody dance and have a good time. Everybody, everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. L L C signing out.